0: Hey, familia! We're Edgar and Janet. Bienvenidos. This is Hanging With it's the Soteros Podcast with Mama and Dada. I love it. Gracias, Ariela. Today's episode is going to be an emotional, oh yeah, and a spiritual roller coaster. It's going to be extremely raw, sometimes uncomfortable, but yet inspiring. We're going to be celebrating my father's life, who a week ago went from being my hero here on Earth to becoming my guardian angel in heaven. Rest in peace, papá. Te amo. Mm.
1: We will discuss questions that many of us fear. Are you at peace with death, whether it's your own or a loved one? And what does it mean to have lived a successful life? How do you continue living at peace and with joy when your loved one has died?
0: My life was absolutely transformed by being at my dad's side during his last moments. It's not going to be an easy episode to get through for any of us, but I promise you, That through God's grace and my father's testimony, you will seek to live a more meaningful and intentional life after you hear this episode. And hopefully it will inspire you to restore any broken relationships with people that you love before it's too late. We thank God for another opportunity to hang out with you. My name is your boy, Edgar. This is my beautiful wife, Janet. Hola. We wouldn't have this title, (laughs) Hanging with Los Hotelos.
1: If it wasn't for the patriarch or the family. Los Otelos.
0: (laughs) If it wasn't for the man that we're going to be celebrating today. El Patriarca. And we apologize in advance. I don't know how far we're going to get through without breaking down and crying. But it's a very real, vulnerable conversation that we want to have with you. Because we consider you family, nuestra familia.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, This past Sunday, July 12th, the day the Lord made for rest, my father did just that. He finally rested, pain-free and full of peace after a courageous battle versus bladder cancer. And as I like to think of it, he didn't lose to cancer. He gained eternal life in heaven.
1: Yes, he did, babe. He did. (sighs)
0: Ah, this has been the most difficult week inside of the most difficult year of our lives. And I know that many of you can relate. Mm -hmm. After all, we're going through the worst pandemic of our lifetime. And unfortunately, a lot of people are losing loved ones because of the pandemic and many other reasons.
1: Yeah.
0: And 2020, you know, let's be honest, keeps digging and digging deeper it's like this big hole it keeps Ooh, digging. Yeah. But the good news is, you're like, what? There's good news? I went on noticias, neta. The good news is, remember this. The deeper we dig, the taller and stronger the building will stand.
1: Mm,
0: that's good. And I believe that you, along with us, yeah. will be wiser, stronger, more loving, more empathetic once we survive everything that's going on right now. Papa, this episode is dedicated to you that I'm proud of you. I know that God received you in heaven with your classic, beautiful smile that would light up a room, your thumbs up. And by saying to you, when you enter to heaven, well done, good and faithful servant. Thank you all that have sent prayers and support during this past week since my dad's passing.
1: We really have felt them. Thank you so much. We know You guys are an extension of our family and we thank you for being
0: there. And that's why we took a week off because there is no way for us to talk about this since it just happened a week ago. Yeah. And honestly, we just wanted to take a break from everything and be with family and grieve and cry. And we're still crying and grieving.
1: It's crazy because we knew the time was going to come, right? Yeah. But then it happened and, and it's
0: like we became numb. And although we knew that he had a terminal illness. We still had hope that a miracle could happen, but nothing prepares you for a moment like this. No way. And we've been with family and as difficult as it's been, and I apologize that we haven't gone back to many of you that have sent love and prayers via social media, but this last week has been the worst week of my life. Literally, my dad passed away on Sunday. And Monday morning, we got to talk along with my brothers and our family on, planning this whole production for my dad's funeral it's been crazy well, you imagine this you're trying to grieve your father next thing you know you're shopping for caskets next thing you know you're you're at cemeteries seeing where your father's body is going to rest for the rest of his life and now you got a plan for where your mom is going to be as well mm. And you're, you're trying to handle all of this. Be there for your family. Be there for Janet, my girls. And you've been amazing in supporting me, love. And I thank you for that. My brothers have been amazing. My niece and nephews, my cuñadas, everybody. And I thank you for that. We want to let you into our life and what's going on right now. Because if you haven't planned, you know, your funeral, your... You know what I'm saying? Choosing a casket for your loved one, for yourself. Where? What cemetery do you want to end up in? Do you want your family members to, to fight for your life and do everything possible when doctors believe there's no return? I just want to encourage you do that now.
1: It's a lot, babe. It's a lot. I asked my mom the other day. I'm like, mom, I see Edgar come home and it's a lot. He is dealing with so much. You know, having to look for cemetery for casket for flowers for invitations for you know it's like you're planning a wedding but it's a, a graduation ceremony to heaven and i'm like mom it's, um, it's, it's a sucky topic but it sucks and she's it's like no peor. no no like i don't want to die i'm like no 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 i don't want you to die you're not going to die and i'm like mom but this is so important she's like i have the money ready and i'm like mom that's not even about the the issue but it's like in our culture it's like a forbidden thing like it, it can't be talked about
0: And I felt that way too, Janet. And even though both of my parents have terminal illnesses and Mm -hmm. my dad had, Mm -hmm. we were afraid to talk about it in the sense that we felt that if you talk about funeral things, caskets, cemeteries, that you're almost inviting or opening the door for death to come. And I just want to encourage you because of what my brothers and I have gone through. Please do that for yourself now and save your children from going through something like this and allow them to just grieve. Yeah, It is a lot of work, and we're still going through it. My dad's graduation celebration is happening this Saturday that's coming at his church, and then there's a pandemic going on.
1: Oh, man, yeah.
0: How do you deal with that? And he's- Outdoors, according to the governor, as of right now, we're recording this over the weekend, as of right now, you can have outdoor celebrations of life with social distancing and masks, God knows if it's going to change from now till next Saturday. So I just want to point that out. If you haven't talked about it, don't be afraid and do it. And hopefully this episode encourages you to live a more intentional, more loving life. And what I admired most of my father in his last moments is how at peace he was with dying. Because he didn't waste a moment to love, serve and celebrate others. On September 20th, my father was diagnosed with stage four bladder cancer of 2019. He had a pretty big tumor in his bladder. And even then, he would use every opportunity to spread love. I remember a particular occasion where I went to the hospital to visit him. And he was talking with the nurse about God. Que lindo. The nurse, I spoke to him on the side. He's giving me an update on his health. And he's like, man, it's amazing that your dad's talking to me about God because I've been trying to get closer to God. I've fallen away from him. Yeah. And I said, hey, are you okay if I pray for you? Oh. So we went to the hallway, and as I'm done praying with him, we hug, we embrace. There's another family that comes up to me, una señora. And she said, oye, disculpe, estaban orando? Were you guys praying? She asked me in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes. No sé si fuera mucha molestia. Podría venir a orar por nosotros? Can you please come and pray for us? My brother had a heart attack. Oh. And he's in the room next to you guys. Can you come pray? I said, absolutely. I didn't know this, babe. Wow. Babe, this happened more and more and more every time he was in the hospital and my mom was in the hospital. Yeah. And we prayed for that lady's family, her brother. And I'm not sure what ended up happening there. But they were so grateful. And that's what my dad did. He didn't waste an opportunity to celebrate, to love, and to serve people.
1: Are you meant to that? I remember when we were in Texas, my mom and my dad and my whole family, they were not as close to having a relationship with God. And I remember it was a Thanksgiving. I can't remember the year, but it was a Thanksgiving. And we had your parents over and my parents over. And your dad introduced my parents, to having a relationship with God. And I'll never forget that because he even handed my mom his Bible. That's right. And then my mom's like, ¿Pero cómo se lee esto, compadre? Like, how do you read this Bible? She had no idea. I mean, we've always had a Bible, but right. never read it.
0: the de- de decoración.
1: <laughs> Ajá. Y... Un año después, mi mamá bien on fire because of this Bible and this yeah. talk that your dad had with her and my dad, and now my mom's like reciting, you know. I remember your verses. mom within a
0: week. She was like talking to us about Psalms 41. I
1: said a year, yeah, a week.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> she was, was awesome. on fire,
1: and that's all thanks to your dad. He's a, a great fisherman, you know, for the Lord was rest in peace.
0: He still is though.
1: Like <laughs> we're talking about, about him. <laughs> if it were for him,
0: yeah, we wouldn't be having this conversation with you today. Uh, moving forward, so we learned about his cancer in September, and that is, you never want to hear those words. And when you do hear the news, and you know, I've taken lead in my parents' health stuff right. and talking to doctors and so on and so forth. I'm always, so
1: proud of you, babe, because you, you're an amazing son.
0: I've always had the support of my brothers and especially my nephew Eddie and niece Yasmin, who have been there for dad and mom tremendously. Mm-hmm. But you think it's never going to happen to you hearing those words. Mm. And during Christmas, he was back in the hospital. Doctors discovered tumors in his kidneys. He survived that and obviously came out of the hospital being the nurse's favorite patient. Porque siempre lo sonreía. My dad will always be reading this Bible. We tried many different types of treatment. Immune therapy, natural medicine. Lastly, two different types of chemotherapy. I remember
1: you and your brothers always... On the phone, talking to different doctors, different, you know, medicines and different options, going to Tijuana, going to Guadalajara, you know, what else? What else? You, your brother George, your brother Eddie. And I was just praying, like, Lord, give them peace and discernment, because that's ultimately all I could do. Just pray for you guys, you know, and that's amazing how you guys were so united
0: during this whole time. And I think you, love, because I know that wasn't easy. Because that was hours upon hours of me taking time away from being with you and the girls and you, yeah. know, and you never once complain, And I want to thank you for that.
1: You don't have to thank me. I love your dad and your mom. And I mean, I don't know how you guys have done this, you know, your mom getting sick and then your dad and, and you know, the girls, the girls have been a blessing because it's kept me a little distracted
0: well, it's been a blessing for my dad and my mom, too. <laughs> Literally many times my parents would say, They motivate yeah. us to keep living because we want to be there for them. And we want them to have memories with them.
1: And if God brought us over here close to your parents, it was for a reason. So I'm like, babe, I would be doing the same thing for my parents. So you do Absolutely. your thing, you know, and I'm like, yeah, you don't have to thank me because I love them.
0: Two and a half years ago. God allowed us to come back to LA to be with my parents and closer to my family and he knew why. yeah and I was blessed yes, blessed enough to have lost my job <gasps> late October, early November of last year so that I could fully dedicate myself to my parents. I laughed to that.
1: I laugh because we think we're in control, but God is in control. That's like a perfect example because we were like, "What? What just happened? What? And then you have been working full-time you know for your dad like every day every other day hospitals doctors phone calls everything
0: and I'm so grateful for those moments that I had with dad yeah as I'm driving him to his doctor's appointments in LA from Riverside uh, <laughs> it's about an hour and a half drive in and every morning I would call my brother George my brother Eddie we'd be on three-way and my dad would be in the passenger seat and literally for like 40 minutes to an hour just talking. we were just cracking up <laughs> Dad is a comedian. You know yeah. that. Cotorreando. He's cotorreando. Clowning on each other. Yeah. Laughing. Here's the truth. Dad tissue. telling stories. Mm. This was two to three times a week. <laughs> We've never talked so much. Because you guys are workaholics. You yeah. You guys work a lot. <laughs> so my brother Eddie and George are on their way to work. Yeah. And I'm on the way to take dad. To the doctor, y hablábamos. We would just have these quality conversations. Mm, And dad would light up knowing that his three joys, his three sons, were so united in loving life. Mm -hmm. We tried all these chemotherapies. And even though these different treatments weren't working, dad never allowed his circumstances to change his joy, his faith, and hope and love for others. It's almost like he loved even harder.
1: I never heard him complain, not once. No pain, no, todo está bien. Estoy controladito. Dios está en control. And I mean, he looked like he was in pain, but Absolutely. he never complained.
0: Yeah, the, the tumor in his bladder, every time he would want to go, number one, and urinate, it would feel like the worst burning oh. in his private it, it It was absolute torture. That's what it was. Mm. But the last two weeks before he passed away and went to heaven, it's kind of weird, man. It's so beautiful in a way. He got to do a, like a goodbye tour. <laughs> he got to stay at my brother's Eddie's house with his family, his wife Mari, my Edward nephew Daniel, Daniel and Edward. Mm-hmm. Got to enjoy them a few days. Uh, we got together at our house yeah. with my brother George and his family and my parents. And they got to enjoy the girls. And I remember our girls were like hugging them so much, babe. Yeah, Te especially Alani. The one. youngest one, the, the one-year-old, Alani.
1: She like hopped on his chair and was just putting her little head, her little head on his chest and and then kept patting him with her hand, her right hand. It yeah. was so surreal, like supernatural and yeah. like beautiful.
0: And last Saturday, July 11th, I went over to my dad's house for breakfast like I always do. I take him breakfast and hang out with him. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, he doesn't look well. So we decided at that moment to take him into the ER. He was a lot slower than usual. He wasn't able to walk as well. Something was off. And we put him in a wheelchair, which my mom had there because my mom was diagnosed with a terminal illness over three years ago. She was only given a year and a half of life mm-hmm. expectancy. And she's outlived it now.
1: She looks amazing.
0: For almost two years. Dios. Miracles. have She's a walking miracle. We put my dad in the wheelchair and as I was taking him out, babe. Out of where? Out of the house. Into your car? Into my car that uh-huh. Saturday morning. No queríamos preocupar a mi mamá. I didn't want to worry mom because she's not 100% healthy. Right. So I didn't want to worry her. And I was like, oh, we're just going to leave and make it cash. Like, okay, mom, you know, we're going to take dad to the hospital. Check him out. It's nothing big. Don't worry. Uh-huh. Literally, I'm at the doorstep and something pulls at my heart. Turn around. And con, have,
1: con todo y la silla?
0: See, and have your dad say goodbye to mom. Oh. And I turned the wheelchair around, and I was like, Mom, Ben, dad te quiere decir cuanto te quiere. Mm -hmm. And she came over. Dad wants to tell you how much he loves you. And they looked each other in the face. They hugged. And my dad said, te amo. Te quiero mucho. Gracias por todo. Did he really say that? (laughs) I love you. Thank you for everything. And my mom said, I love you. And they (laughs)
1: hugged. And
0: then we wheeled him out and I put him in our car. My brother George came with me
1: Imagínate and we
0: drove to LA.
1: 54 years of marriage. Oh.
0: We took him into the ER. Which he by the way,
1: that hospital has been amazing. Right? Cedar
0: sinai Thank you so oh. much to all the staff, yeah. doctors. We went into the hospital You know, with all the COVID stuff, we get our temperature checked. Only one person can go in. So I go in with dad and I assume it's sepsis, meaning that there's some type of infection inside his body because that's what mom had a year and a half ago. And I remember some of the symptoms. Doctors are running all kinds of tests on him. And I'm about to play the last words my father spoke to us less than 24 hours before he passed away and went to heaven. And I was asking him before we got all the test results. If he wanted us to do everything we could in our power, including using a ventilator, which is tube that goes in your throat and helps you breathe and sometimes does all the breathing for you to keep him alive. Or if he was ready to be in the presence of God and just not do any of that. And I recorded it to share with my family and to help us make a decision in case things got complicated in the near future. And as I spoke to my brothers, because they weren't present, they couldn't be because of. COVID, I wanted him to hear from my dad. In this audio, you're going to hear how at peace my dad was with the possibility of dying. I truly believe it's because he was at peace with God, himself, his family, and the people that he did life with. But most importantly, he believed in God's promise that we will all reunite in heaven one day. And it's only going to be a matter of time till we all hug and hang out again. Here are dad's last words as I'm asking him if he wants us to do everything we can. What is your desire? Well, Bueno, it's necessary. We do it. Well, yes. God calls me with pleasure. Yes? Are Estás in peace?
1: Yes. I will a tu mamá, a mom, my children, my aunt,
0: Y a mi nietos por sus bendiciones que me han dado siempre. Gracias a Dios.
1: Mi amor para ustedes es grande. Y que se la lleven
0: siempre muy bien y cuiden a su mamá. Te lo prometo. At the point in time. He said, whatever's necessary, go on with it. But I want you to know that I'm at peace if God wants to take me. He said, please take care of mom. And I want you to know how much I love all of you. He mentioned his grandchildren and his entire family. Te Ha sido un gran padre, hijo, hermano, esposo. Más que nada, un gran hijo de Dios. Uh-huh. Te amamos mucho, Darío. Te amo. Toda la familia te ama. Yo sé que sí. Es por ser un gran ejemplo. Ánimo. Mm-hmm. Sí, señor. <laughs> he always said that. Sí, señor. <laughs> Even then he had a sense of humor.
1: Ay, <laughs> oh, pequeño.
0: I, I told him that how proud I am of him as a father, as a grandfather, as a son, that I loved him. And he kept repeating to take care of mom. Mm -hmm. And to me, that is so amazing that even though he was in and out of consciousness, that's how much he loved mom. He could literally be unconscious (sighs) and still remember he needed to care for her. And that to me is unconditional love. And I want to learn how to love like that. And I want to continue living his legacy, and I hope you do as well. If you're going through a rocky relationship right now, rocky marriage, whatever you're going through right now, he remembered that promise he made in front of God 54 years ago, in las buenas y en las malas, in the good times and in bad, through sickness and through health, he was gonna always love mom till death to impart, <laughs> and he's still loving her today. What happened after he recorded this is that the doctors came in and showed us some results that tumors had gone to his liver. So now they were in his lungs and his kidneys and his bladder and mm. liver. And it was bleeding inside. He had an infection in the blood.
1: It was hard to listen to that. That was really hard.
0: He just always kept repeating his family, how much he loved them. And he kept thanking God. And then immediately after that, doctors showed us the results and they said, there's no hope. How far do you want us to go? And I want to ask you, how are you supposed to decide when the person who gave you life should have their last breath? Who am I? Who are you to decide that? At what moment in time are you being selfish and trying to keep your loved one with you? Mm. At what moment in time, where's the line drawn between what God wants and what you want? Wow. And doctors are sitting there saying like, what do you want us to do? So I talk it over with my brothers. I play them the audio. And in the Bible, it says you must honor your father and your mother. So we had to honor him. He said, do everything you can. But if God wants to take me, then I'm at peace with that. So we said, do everything you can. That day we were with him in the ICU. We went home around 9 p.m. because we couldn't stay overnight. I got a call at 2.30 in the morning from the nurses. This was Saturday night going into Sunday morning. That my father had gone into cardiac arrest. And that he had died for five minutes. They resuscitated him. And they connected him to a ventilator, the tube down his throat, as we said, to continue doing everything possible. We came in, my brothers and I, as soon as we could in the morning, along with my nephew Eddie and then my niece Yasmin came in. And we could only go in one at a time. When I got there early in the morning, the nurses said, hey, I just want to prepare you. He's not responding to us anymore. And what happened next, I know in my heart was truly a gift from God. There's another way to explain it. We'll be right back.
1: Ojalá pudiera devolver el tiempo Para verte de nuevo Para darte un abrazo Y nunca soltarte Más comprendo que llegó tu tiempo Que Dios te ha
0: llamado so he's in bed with the ventilator and basically like he's asleep or in a coma. And they said, we speak to him, but he's not responding. His eyes are closed.
1: This ventilator is like a like artificial living.
0: Basically, it's doing 100% of the breathing for him. Mm. and they have him on medication to keep his heart pumping. Because mm. if it weren't for the medication, they're called pressers, his heart would stop. And meanwhile, he's still fighting this infection. Mm. His liver's still bleeding from the cancer. And I walk in, and I go up close to him with his eyes closed, my mask on, and I said, Dad, Papa, I love you. I'm proud of you. And I cried because his eyebrows raised up. Even though he wasn't responding to nurses or doctors, he heard my voice and he recognized it. And I know that he was saying, Gracias, mijo, yo también. Mm-hmm. I'm sure of that. It's almost like he was raising his eyebrows, trying to speak <laughs> and tell me, I love you too. Me too, my champion. Uh, and immediately I ran out and went for my brother Eddie and George, who were waiting outside the tower at Cedars Sinai in the outdoor. And I said, guys, rush in. Doctors, nurses said he wasn't responding, but he responded to my voice. Please go in. And they rushed in. My brother, Eddie, same thing. He said, oh my gosh, he lifted his eyebrows. He heard me. He recognized my voice. George, the same thing. My niece, Yasmin, my nephew, Eddie, the same thing. And then you sit there and you're like, doctors are like, how much further do you want us to go? And you say, is this a sign? He still wants to fight. The same question came up with mom a year and a half ago. And we said, we're going to keep fighting for her. She wasn't ready. She told us to do everything we could.
1: The only difference was that Patronio had cancer and exactly. you, couldn't, you couldn't do anything about that. And Bea is still with us because she didn't have cancer.
0: Yes, and I feel that dad survived that cardiac arrest because he wanted to say goodbye to us and wanted to hear our voice. And he wanted us to know that he was still there. We told the doctors to do everything they could and they, they did. That's when we ended up connecting him and speaking to his brother and sisters in Mexico, in Ocotran, Jalisco, Mexico. And even though he couldn't respond verbally, I put my phone up to his ear and they said their goodbyes. And then love, I know that you sent me a message as well that I put up to his ear and I want you to know that he heard it.
1: I, I was so anxious all day because you kept texting me. He's doing worse. I don't know how much longer. And you kept sending me all these texts and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm praying and I'm trying to keep a happy face for the girls. But I'm also very concerned. And I'm like, I just had this heartfelt that I'm like, I have to send him a message. I have to say my goodbye.
0: And thankfully, the day before on Saturday, when he was in ICU, we FaceTimed with the girls. <laughs> yeah, we did. And that was a beautiful moment, but um, this is a message that he got to hear from you, love.
1: Pachonio, te quiero mucho. Quiero que sepas que le doy gracias a Dios porque me regaló un suegro como tú. Y gracias por regalarme a mi esposo. Gracias por siempre ser un ejemplo a seguir. Quiero que te vayas en paz y que sepas que todos vamos a estar bien acá. Que te vas a ir a un lugar donde vas a descansar y no vas a sentir dolor. Te amo. Y gracias por todos los momentos que nos regalaste. Gracias por todas las enseñanzas. Y gracias por... Por ser tan fuerte y por ser un hombre que siempre quería ayudar a los demás. Gracias por recibirme en tu familia. Estoy muy orgullosa de ser un Sotelo. Te amo.
0: Thank you for loving my dad and my mom so much, love and. I can't you... talk. can't <laughs> talk. Basically, you were saying how much you loved him, how much you thanked them for accepting you into the family. And that you are so proud of him and proud of being a Sotelo.
1: He was so funny, so fun. You could talk to him about anything and talk and talk and talk and talk. He loved to talk. He was the shortest, strongest man I ever met. (laughs) He had so many cool, like, dichos. And one of my favorite was, Es más fácil ser feliz que infeliz. Like, it's easier to be happy than unhappy. And that's how simple and classy he was, you know? And I love that.
0: Thank you, Chuku. At that moment, doctor said that he only had hours left. Thank you to Cedar Sinai that even though there's this pandemic going on, they allowed all my brothers and I, along with my nephew Eddie and Yasmin, to be in that room. And Eddie is basically like our fourth brother. Yeah, my nephew, because he would go over to Dad's house, change his bandages, care for him, take him to doctor's appointments when I wasn't available, so on and so forth. So, and Yasmin as well, and we were all there just praying moments of, 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 of sadness, there's times where I was applauding him because it felt like I'm applauding you for an amazing life that you lived. You ran an amazing race. We're playing his worship music, Gracias, by Marcos Wheat, which is Thank You, Jesus. And he was so at peace, love. And how could he not be at peace? I mean, he did everything for his family. He left Mexico along with my mom, sacrificed everything to save my brother George, who had immigrated to the United States and was an alcoholic at a very young age. And he left everything to keep the family united. And now he saw that it was all worth it because my brother George is sober and has a successful career. So does my brother Eddie. He was also proud of me. And he was most proud that we were all men that loved God and loved our families. And it was all thanks to his and my mother's sacrifice. And I got to read the scripture that he would read to me when I was a kid. Before going to sleep, he would read Psalms 4 8 to me, which reads, In peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe.
1: I remember you telling me this when we were dating and you started introducing me to the Lord. You said, Oh, my daddy used to always read to me this. It's beautiful.
0: My brothers and I were together by his bedside, and my niece and nephew, and we didn't even know. At what moment he went from his last breath on earth and his first breath in heaven, because it was so peaceful.
1: So all of you guys were in the same room with yes, Petrano? okay,
0: bedside, mm. praying for him, thanking him, telling him how proud we were of him. Wow, qué bonito! But God decided to to take him at that moment in time. He had all the medication, all the pressures his heart could take, and his heart rate just started going slower and slower and slower. And eventually a nurse came in and said, your dad is no longer alive. Oh. And we didn't know because he didn't grasp for air or move or anything like that. It was such a peaceful, and it's going to sound weird, but a beautiful passing on to heaven and graduation. Graduation with honors. We stayed there because we had to wait now for paperwork and so on and so forth. And I'll tell you guys this, about an hour after he passed away and went on to heaven, we were done with paperwork and stuff. And I went to hug him and give him a kiss on his forehead. And my dad, to me, was no longer there. His essence, his spirit was gone, babe. Wow! And it just makes it even more clear to me that this body we're in right now is nothing but a vessel, but a vehicle for us to chill and cruise around Earth. But really who you are is your soul, your spirit. And that does go somewhere after you stop breathing here on earth. And what gave me peace, what gave dad peace at that moment in time, even though we're broken and we're destroyed and you can hear it in my voice and my wife's voice, the family is destroyed because our number one encourager, our Mm. leader, the heart of our family, the one that pumped blood and life and joy into all of us, is no longer with us, <laughs> but we know his spirit, what matters is in heaven, mm-hmm. and we're going to get to hang out again soon. Yeah.
1: You know what's crazy? When you came home on Sunday, after telling you know me what happened, you had so much peace and grace, babe you were so calm. I mean, I know you cried a lot, but I was like, wow, this is only God. Because it was almost like your dad's essence of grace and like alivianado, like passed on to you because you were like, okay, he's at peace. Like he's no longer in pain. And I was like, oh my gosh, babe, like, why are you so calm? But I don't know if I told you this, you were peace and you were calm and you passed that on to me because I was so anxious all day and it was like a beautiful supernatural thing that I I don't know if you guys can understand what we're talking about it was like he's in heaven we know that for a fact absolutely and you have that now babe because I have no freaking idea how you're dealing with all this with cemeteries and you know everything for his uh, graduation ceremony and I know it's God what was in Pachonio was almost like passed on to you.
0: That And that's why I believe that. And I've been speaking with friends that have lost loved ones, especially my friend, Majestic, Alaric. Oh, yeah, man. And, and it really is like they come with you, you know, and their values and their strengths and what they've instilled in you all your life comes out. Yeah. You know, and all the seeds that they planted, you know, now us as being older, we there's a time when we got to take care of our parents.
1: Yeah. Isn't that crazy, though, that I feel like we have gotten into like another stage in life where
0: we're older because Absolutely. of everything that we're dealing with. And it's the like, most, oh, we're getting older. <laughs> and the most beautiful thing, love, is that our parents, everything they planted, all the love, all the sacrifice they planted into us. It's now their turn to harvest. Yeah. All of that. Cool. All of that love. Totally. Like nurses would be shocked that like there was always somebody with dad or mom when they've been at the hospital before. Like, wow, such a united family. It's not, and it was like, it's not about us. It's why about is, their love. It's like, it's natural to give it back.
1: What would you say, babe, to people that are like, OK, why is it that you guys are so happy and so positive when all this crazy stuff is happening?
0: I don't know if I'm happy. But I still feel optimistic. I still filled with joy. Mm -hmm. because I believe happiness is determined on things that happen and that goes up and down but joy is determined on what happened on the cross which is Jesus died for our sins and resurrected to give us eternal life so I'm still filled with joy and peace even though moments I break down Yeah, because I know where dad is Mm -hmm. and I know that I'm at peace with him and everything that my brothers and I have done and he told us and we communicated mm-hmm. and we showed each other how much we loved and appreciated each other. Right. So I have no regrets in regards to, man, I wish I could have been there more for him. Ooh. Or I wish I argued with him. Lo mande a a su or yeah. I said this or that there's none of that. We're at peace. And I just want to encourage you, whatever relationships you have with loved ones that are not right this moment mm. in this crazy world that we're living in, in the middle of a pandemic, when other things are going on, social injustice, et cetera, yeah. at any moment, any of us can be in heaven. Don't wait too long to, to make, make peace. Right. Mm-hmm. And to be, so that's why I love, I believe that we're at peace and we're joy. And ultimately, and I know this sounds weird, and maybe those of you that have gone through this with a family member that was suffering with cancer or, or any other type of illness, you almost feel a certain relief. That they're not suffering anymore.
1: It's harsh, but it's true.
0: I'm just being completely honest. And yeah, I miss him like crazy. <laughs> Especially when I came home and that Sunday, babe. The only thing that did break me is that our daughter Ariela, who's three. Oh my god. She knows that I would be at the doctor with Chonyo, with Tito, Abuelito, mm-hmm. which is short for Grandpa, Abuelito. She asked, "Dada, how's Tito? Does he still have an ouchie?" And I said, Ariela Tito no longer has an ouchie. He's all better now. He's in heaven with God. And she's like, Where's heaven? <laughs> and remember, babe, I took her over to our bedroom window yeah. that has a view of the of the sky and the sunset. Mm-hmm. And I pointed to her, I said, Tito is in heaven and in your heart, yeah. the corazon.
1: And our compadres from Texas, Jamie and Brian, sent us a book when she was born, Heaven is for Real. And I just happened to find that book, and I read it to her
0: while you and her were looking out the window.
1: And she was like, oh, I love this book, Tito's in Heaven.
0: And this is her now as we, she continuously asked for Tito because we would FaceTime oh, with them gosh. every day in the morning and at night. Where's Tito. Marilla, huh? where's Tito? Where's Tito? Heaven in your hearts. It's with Jesus. Mhm. That's beautiful. Damn. Dama. Elani. And I want them to always know that Tito's with them, even though he's physically not here, and although they might not fully understand, but they need to know this man's legacy, and I hope. I genuinely hope and pray, love, yeah. that our daughters are as proud of you and I as I was as proud of my father and my mom, but especially my father, obviously, because I just lost him in that moment. It was the most beautiful thing to be so proud of him.
1: Wait, no, let's get the papa. Oh, I'm going to cry again. He's so unique. You know, he's like old school, like a gentleman, open the door for you, help you out in any way. There's not a lot of men like that. I mean, you're kind of like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be more like that. I'll tell you that.
1: But yeah, he's truly going to be missed. And he's very loved by so many people.
0: Monday morning comes around after he passed away and went to heaven. And we haven't told mom yet the news because my brothers and I all wanted to be there in person to tell her. And I remember that morning, I wake up and like I did every morning. Oh man. I would call my dad.
1: You call him and say, "Daddy." And you would yell, "Daddy."
0: Yeah. He'd be like, "He has a Daughters and my son. He called you daughters." Yeah. And these are the triggers that you're not aware of. Oh, and those of you that have lost a loved one, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, the little man. things that start reminding you and so hard. And I went to call him. In mid-ring, I remembered he wasn't going to answer his phone, and that just is so difficult to realize that I won't be able to call him and talk to him and hear his voice and, and be encouraged by him, like he always encouraged me and believed in me. And I just thank God that he knew how much I loved him. And I still do. And he's encouraging me from heaven. And he's going to be like my hype man up there. You know, with (laughs) Jesus. Like, yo, you got to come through for my sons. You got to come through for my family. And uh, I know, babe, you went through a trigger. We're eating some beans. (laughs) And you're about to say how Um, much Pachonya would love these beans. And you started crying.
1: uh, Yeah. It was it was tough. I was like, Oh, Patrunya's gonna love oh my gosh, he's not here. <laughs> it was really tough. And then your brother and Eddie and you came home from the cemetery and they were heading out. And then I was like, Oh hey, here's some waters and snacks for the road. And then I look at the countertop and now I see a wallet. And I'm like, Hey guys, it's your wallet. And they you guys were like, Oh, it's Patrunya's and I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was like another like everything reminds us of him that's how much of an impact he made in our life like everything it dichos little things here and there and food and i've never lost anybody so close to me ever and it's been really hard babe because the girls Ariela asks for him i see you and i see him <laughs> and mijita linda como estás and it's like oh okay i know he's in heaven I'm we miss them here on Earth. <laughs> yeah. We do.
0: Yeah. Uh, Monday, we got together with my brothers and I, and, and we told mom the news. And of course, she was devastated, heartbroken. And then she said that she already had like some type of, si ya lo presentía. Oh, she already felt it,
1: Una corazonada, como dicen.
0: that he wasn't here anymore. And she was broken down crying because the love of her life for the last 54 years was no longer going to be here on earth with her. She immediately said, I'm glad he's not in pain anymore. Because she got to see dad at home being in pain and things that dad wouldn't tell us. He didn't want to get us worried. And that's what's brought her peace during this time, even though she's broken as we are. And we're there for her. We promised her. And I played the audio for her of dad over and over saying, please take care of my love, take care of my wife, take care of your mom. And as she's crying, bawling, she smiles. Qué bonito amor. Y dice, qué enamorado estaba de mí, ¿verdad? Ah. <laughs> Como She's like, he was so in love with me, huh? You know, oh, he was whipped, and, and she absolutely. And I just want to learn how to love like that. I want to love you like that, babe. Oh. You know that even when I'm unconscious, I know that to remember to love you and take care of you, no matter what. And my father taught me so much through this process, Familia. Taught me that you have truly reached success in your life if you can be at peace. With the way you loved, the way you served, and the way you celebrated God, your family, and others. Up until your last breath. He was literally intentional about loving God and his family and serving others with a grateful heart. So I just want to encourage you from this moment on, as I'm going to do, be intentional about loving, serving, and celebrating. Repeat, love, serve, celebrate as i said he graduated with honors in regards to that and i'm so grateful love that we were able to show him our love and appreciation especially this past november when he turned 77 we had already known that the news that he had stage 4 cancer we surprised him with a huge birthday fiesta ooh yeah in Atakisa, mariachi and my brother jorge's backyard a whole family was there my primas tías we have video friends, of that on our YouTube channel. Mi prima Vejeti, yeah. who's been amazing.
1: So beautiful.
0: Extended family and friends. Yeah, on our YouTube channel. Just look it up as Los Otelos and you can see it. But I have some audio of that moment. So let me paint a picture for you. We're all in the backyard. Dad just thinks he's coming over to my brother George's house for his birthday, but just to hang out, just the immediate family. This is pre-pandemic, right? Yeah and everybody's hidden in the backyard mariachi's right next to the sliding door as he's gonna walk out the mariachi's gonna start playing and I remember in that moment as the Mariachi is playing for his birthday love
1: so beautiful. What
0: did he do, like maybe <laughs> ten seconds into that, when he sees his family there celebrating his life, diciéndole cuánto lo amamos? What did he do? He was
1: so shocked, but he kept pointing out and raising his hands up and saying, "Thank you, Jesus, Thank you, <laughs> Jesus." I mean, that just tells you who he really was at the core.
0: Absolutely, and I know now Jesus. As soon as he rolled up to heaven with his thumbs up and his smile said, well done, good and faithful servant, as it says in Matthew twenty-five, twenty-one. And I just want to read my thank you letter to dad. And I just hope that, again, this inspires you to live a more intentional life of loving, serving and celebrating others along with God and your family.
1: Y valorar lo que tenemos, you know, to value who we have next to us, our loved ones, our partners, our parents. Our kids, even though they drive us crazy.
0: But thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you have put us in this place. Now let's deal with it, you know? Be grateful, right? Be grateful. Oh my gosh, that gets you through so many difficult moments. Even though you're in an ocean of problems and issues right now, you just need the smallest blessing to be grateful for. And it's like you finding... A little small piece of wood floating in the ocean. Yes, the ocean is way bigger than that little piece of wood. But if you hang on to that blessing and you're grateful for it, it's going to keep you from drowning. Oh. So just be grateful for the smallest things and blow them up in your mind and celebrate them. That's what my dad taught. me. Yeah. Papa, I just want to tell you that I'm grateful to be your son. Thank you for being my best friend, my spiritual advisor, my greatest inspiration. Thank you for loving God and sharing his love with us and anyone who ever came across your path. Thank you for pouring every ounce of your love and joy into our family. Gracias for teaching us to live with a grateful heart, con ánimo and positivity, never complaining and always seeking to serve and celebrate others. Thank you for radiating joy and keeping our family united and bringing us tons of laughter. You had a special way of celebrating people especially your grandchildren. With one encouraging word, mi campeona, mi campeón, mi doctora, mi licenciado, mi actor, all these nicknames. With one encouraging word, it felt like an entire stadium gave us a standing ovation. And now we gave you a standing (laughs) ovation.
1: We're so proud of you, Pachonio. Te amamos.
0: You always inspired us to reach our fullest God-given potential. Not having you physically on earth is a pain that I could never imagine. But what gives me peace, joy, and hope is God's promise that we will reunite in heaven. What gives me peace is that you went in peace. Thanks to your amazing life that you lived with such a humble heart. Te amamos muchísimo. We will continue your legacy and promise to continue making you proud. And as you asked us, we will take care of your beautiful bella.
1: Su novia eterna.
0: The woman that you've loved for the past 54 years of your life. Well, actually, they met in elementary school. Ooh, and wow. And he's been a lifetime. since then. <laughs> we got her, Dad. Te amamos, Papa. And I know I can hear your response. Me también. también. See you in heaven. And I know my dad will want me to thank you listening right now. Because many of you also follow us on social media. Just look us up at the hashtag Los Hotelos. And you have sent. An unbelievable amount of love and support and prayers. Thank you. Along with the medical staff that has cared for dad these last past months. Thank you. And I actually want to play this audio of dad thanking you because in his last chemo session about three weeks ago, I would tell him and read him the messages Papa, so and so's praying for you. This person's praying for you. And he's like, Mijo, yo quiero darle las gracias. He's like, I want to thank them. Mm. So we did a, a video for my Instagram stories and social media thanking all of you that were praying. This is what dad had to say. Ya estufa, una sesión más, another day. Amen. ¿Cómo te sientes, papá? Muy bien, gracias a Dios y a todo el equipo médico y a ustedes, mis hijos. Y mucha gente que me sigue aquí en las redes sociales ora por ti y pide por ti, Daddy. Bendiciones para todos, que muchas personas que... Thank you guys. He was very grateful. And even though he says he doesn't know many of you that are praying for him, God knows your heart and he's gonna bless you. Thank you. Los queremos. It's amazing. What a grateful heart he had.
1: If you're listening to this, please keep Los Otelos, the whole family in your prayers, because this Saturday. It's going to be a hard day for us. We're going to be having his, what we call, graduation ceremony into heaven.
0: <laughs> your love and your prayers encouraged us and encouraged that. And for that, yeah, I am forever grateful. I hope this episode, what we're talking about, opening up about this, encourages you and all of us to be at peace with God, your family, and your loved ones. Whatever drama you're going through with someone, clear it up and live guilt free. Celebrate people's life that you love and adore, and even those that you don't know, and show them without a doubt how much you appreciate and love them. For those of you also asking, how long does the grieving process last? um, I asked one of my dad's pastors, Pastor Doug, this question even before we spoke, and he had texted me something that was beautiful. And I want to share that with you as well before we wrap up. He said, one way to look at it is that. This is not necessarily something we go through, but the loss of a loved one is something we carry with us the rest of our earthly life. And because we are believers in Christ, we know we will have a reunion with them, but the loss will always carry. However, God begins to transform the hurt and pain of the loss into gratitude for the influence and the love that that person gave us. Thank you, Pastor Doug, for giving us such amazing words and appreciate you being there for my family, being one of dad's pastors. Familia, as we wrap up, we started off with the question, how can you possibly be at peace with you or a loved one dying? And I hope you could see that at least for us, that answer is very clear. It's by being at peace, being intentional about loving God, your family, and serving and celebrating others with a grateful heart. If you don't know God and you want to know God and have a personal relationship with him, I would like to ask you to say a prayer after us. And we'd like to pray with you right now. It's very simple. God says, if you pray this prayer, then accepting your heart, then you will have eternal life Amen. and repent from your sins. It's that simple. He will forgive you Mm -hmm. from your past sins and your future. So repeat after me, dear heavenly father, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for my sins and to forgive me. I accept your forgiveness and receive your love, your grace, your mercy, and eternal life in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen. Now you also have the promise. Of being in heaven one day. Love you guys. Have a beautiful rest of your week. We'll let you know how dad's graduation celebration goes this weekend. And again, thank you for all the love and support. You can reach us via losotelos.com. On social media as well using the hashtag Los Thank
1: you for being there for us.
0: We love you. We're a family and we're in this together.
1: Be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine
0: what my eyes will see when your face is before me. I can only imagine. Can only imagine, papa, nos veamos en el cielo, when we see each other in heaven, te amamos. Gracias. Surrounded by your glory, one will my heart feel Will I dance for you, Jesus?
1: Or in all of you be still Will I stand in
0: your presence? But you my knees will I fall? Will I sing? Hallelujah. Will I be able to speak it all?
1: Thanks for
0: hanging out with us. On Los Otelos Podcast. When you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American
1: Express card member, life's an adventure with your long-distance amorcito. Because who doesn't love walking around the Big Apple con tu media naranja? Or finding the most romantic sunset overlooking the Pacific Ocean? And sneaking in besitos inolvidables in Venice. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.annex slash you know. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.